to the world according to Buki and them podcasts, y'all. Out here in the Midwest where we do it best, baby. What's up, y'all? What's up, everybody? We throwing back Thursday, y'all. How fitting is this song for these times here in the United States now? For real, for real. I mean, I mean, I mean, hashtag no words, no words, no words, no words. Um, Again, welcome everybody. I'm just going to get right to it. I'm just going to get right to it. Y'all know what this is. Senate Democratic Senate Senate. I can't say it's so crazy that I can't even hardly get it, get it out my mouth. Senate Democrats suffer defeat on voting rights after vote to change rules fail. Can y'all believe that? I mean, we knew it was going to happen, but I'm still kind of in shock over the fact that, you know, this was going on in the first place. That's why it's so important that we pay attention. I mean, as a whole to the politics and if there's something we don't understand, we have the inf- the, the information superhighway in our computers to look this stuff up, maybe Google search a word or whatever, what, what this means, filibuster, you know, whatever, you know, these type of things mean. Um, and, and learn about this stuff and get better involved in what's going on in our cities and our states and our, you know, towns here in the United States. Senate Democrats suffered a major defeat on yesterday evening in their efforts to pass voting rights legislation. It's 2022 and voting rights legislation has been taken. Can y'all believe that? A key issue for the party, which is under pressure to take action ahead of midterm elections just months away. What that means is those who are on who are not registered to vote need to get registered to vote. We the people that are having struggles getting to the polls or whatever it is, their cities, their local um, cities, uh, organizations, mostly the local organizations, and just people in the community. To get it's it's up to them to, and up to them to get you know people to and from those polls. I mean, cause in Georgia, I was looking at um CNN last night and they were showing this one town in Georgia. I don't even remember the name. I should have took notes, but I didn't. But um, and you know people have to travel. Literally, there's no buses running into where the voting is to be done in that certain uh, city in Georgia. And people would have to travel like 20, 20 or more miles. I think it was something like maybe 50, 60. But I know it wasn't, I know it was more than 20 just to vote. What about the people that don't have no transportation to depend on, you know, with buses and stuff like that? I'm sure they're not going to let the city bus run that day to get people to and from the polls. You know, that's not going to happen. And there was this one lady on there and she said, that's just, um, that's it's it's like uh that's just like Jim Crow basically it is Jim Crow keeping people from stipulations and keeping people black people and people of color from be having the uh ability to get out there and cast their vote. So it's basically up to the people 
in the cities, the people in the that live in the communities. Who are those people? I'm glad you asked. That's you, me, and everybody else getting some money together to charter buses to get people back and forth to the polls and making sure that all your I's are dotted and your T's are crossed before you go to the polls so you're not running into no mess. And then making sure, because those lines, voting, you know, those lines can be long, that you might have one of those. I know they got those port. I'm just saying, y'all, for the people that aren't able to stand long. Now, I got to keep it real. I got got to tell y'all, you know, it ain't just, you know, going and casting your vote. You know, you got to stand in line and wait your turn. But there are some people I noticed at the um at the uh vote you know in the voting lines that they didn't have elderly standing up they didn't have nowhere to sit down so you know if you got elderly coming with you to vote make sure they have these chairs because I got one that and I t- and I brought mine luckily and I was able to let an elder sit in my chair you know I bought one this last election it's one that's like in a um package in a sling light and you can carry it over your back like a backpack and they really lightweight. So you might want to invest in a, in a chair and then just, uh, and then just having another backpack with like water or a cooler with like water. So, I mean, you can make this where you go into a, in groups, like you and your friends go together, set up like a voting group and y'all in groups, you and your voting group go, everybody have their own individual uh, water and stuff they gonna need so it's no drama you know and um and do it th- and, and perhaps do it that way and just bring everybody bring like a, a chair because you they you can keep them on your back you know but if you see somebody elder and you able to stand which I was you know you let the elders get that chair and sit down in it you know because we got to look out for them to stand in line a lot of times they would let them go ahead and move up in line. But um, with with things the way they are, especially in the southern states, uh, I would go ahead and bring them chairs because they might try to say, you can't get nobody no seat. Well, they ain't, hopefully they don't do that. If they do that, this purely slavery. It's purely slavery. And we just going to have to, um, we're just going to have to do the best we can Maybe take them all in wheelchair, get a wheelchair and take them in a wheelchair or a walker that you can, they can sit on the walker and push them on a walker because and let them sit on the walker. They got brakes too. We're going to have to do something because this is ridiculous, especially people in them Southern states. Y'all better find out what it is y'all, y'all need to do and what you need to have. But I'm going to tell y'all something. You better have your behinds up at this midterm election, standing in line, casting your vote. Before other, before everything, everything get taken away. Quit playing. Quit playing. It's time to quit playing and get get registered to vote. And get your your. And if you got teenagers, which I do, and 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 they then turn just turned eighteen, get them registered to vote, so that they can go to them polls too and cast the vote. At these midterm elections, the ones that's turning 18 and just turning 18, get them up there voting, standing right in line voting. Matter of fact, they can carry, especially if they boys, big strong boys can carry two backpack of chairs. And you have one too. I'm just saying, we got to look out for everybody in our community. 
And that means the elderly that's going to be up there at those poles standing in line. And if they, you can offer them a chair, then that's, that's nice. That's cool. Because I got to keep it real because, like I said, I was in line for four hours. But it was worth every minute, every second, and every hour of the day. And my bladder held up for me, thank the good Lord. Soon as I cast my vote, I was able to go to the bathroom. But I was glad, though. But I'm just saying, I know they ain't finna tell people they can't use the bathroom. Then y'all know it's some full-blown BS and to fight that stuff in court. Right now. Do it now. And um, so, you know, it's just, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just a trip. And um, everybody knows that the attempts that the Democrats, you know, made to change the filibuster rules in order to pass a voting bill, you know, and it was, the vote was, um, uh, Democrat and they had, you know, those two, um, Joe Manchin and Christian Cinema. The vote was 52 48 with the two moderates joining all GOP senators. After the vote f- failed, there were a loud round of applause from Republicans. After the vote failed, There was a loud round of applause from the Republicans. What does that say about how they will do that? I mean, they must not. I mean, what does that mean? Is it the filibuster or that you're just happy that you took away people's rights of color to vote? Because I'm trying to figure out what it was to cheer for. A bill not taking away what was once rights for people of color. 50, how many people? 52 of the 48 were cheering. That's what they, they were happy about it. They were excited, great, fantastic, and okay about suppressing other human beings from casting a vote and making their voice heard. I guess the maybe people of color's voice don't matter. I don't know. But uh, you know, Cinema released a statement on yesterday evening explaining why she opposed the change. <clears throat> the Arizona Democrat said that she maintained her long-standing opposition to actions that would deepen our divisions and risk repeated radical reversals. In federal policy, cementing uncertainty and further eroding confidence in our government. Forget about the color people and they write and, and people of color and them getting, you know, stipulations on their voting and pulling some of their voter rights. It's, it's uh, okay, which doesn't make sense to me, but okay, whatever. Whatever y'all y'all, mm, I'm I'm gonna leave that alone. I could say more, but I'm not. The proposed rules change to allow for talking filibuster on the legislation would have forced lawmakers who want to filibuster the bill to come to the Senate floor and speak in opposition. Once those speeches come to an end, the Senate would be able to hold a simple majority vote for final passage. The move would effectively eliminate the 60 vote threshold set by the filibuster. The effort by the Senate Democrats to change filibuster rules came after Republicans once again blocked a voting rights bill, blocked 
a voting rights bill put forward by Democrats in the latest partisan showdown over the issue. America, that makes me, I mean, so one would say that America is divided. And I'm just trying to figure out what did people of color ever do to, to anyone here? I mean, if you want to talk history, I mean, people were kidnapped and everything else from Africa to come and build this country and make this country rich. So, I mean, if you, 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 you hate us enough to not give us the rights, but you like us enough to come over here and, 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 and be slaves and do everything else to people. And I'm not finna go into that either. I'm just trying to figure out. I mean, that's just crazy. That's just crazy. It looked if, and nobody's cheating. Republicans aren't cheating. Democrats aren't cheating. People are winning these races fair and square. All they got to do is get people in there that are trustworthy with some sense to make sure that there's no cheating going on. But here, what do we care about other people? What do we care? They, they up there, they, them people got money. I'm just going to tell y'all, don't think they sitting up there, um, um, changing, uh, changing these rules in the Senate and they don't have no money. They got plenty of money, baby. They got plenty of money. So they don't care if you struggling. They ain't caring if you struggling. What do they care? They can go home and sleep good at night and they don't care nothing about you. Ain't even thinking about you. Don't even care. Isn't that sad? That just doesn't make any sense. I'm going to take a quick commercial break. Back in a moment with the World According to Bookie and that podcast, y'all. And in Indiana, civil rights education experts. Well, call on Indiana to drop debated school curriculum bill. Back in a moment with the World According to Bookie and that podcast. Stay with me. frozen falls by lunch verizon is going ultra and so is our best unlimited plan ever with a new 5g phone on us welcome back everybody thanks for coming back y'all check this out civil rights education experts call on indiana house to drop debated school curriculum bill this is in indiana advocate representing Black Hoosiers, teachers, and other educational groups call for lawmakers to vote no on a controversial school curriculum bill Wednesday as they gathered in the state house to further condemn legislation. Many of many of them say it's racist and divisive. Senate Republicans announced last week they will no longer consider Senate Bill 167. That's the controversial school curriculum bill that would place restrictions on how schools talk about things like racism and politics. 
But a House committee made changes to and approved House Bill 1134 last week, which was nearly identical. They don't want the kids talking about racism. I guess they don't want, you know, the kids that are of non-ethnicity to feel bad about what they're, you know, what happened to kids of color and their ancestors. And they just don't want them. It makes them feel uncomfortable. But that's a part of history, too. That is a part of history. Slavery and and all of that and Jim Crow and all of that. And civil rights is a part of American history. It's not it's not a nice part. Most definitely not. But it's a part of American history and voting rights getting changed. They don't want them talking about this. They don't I guess I don't know what they don't want them to do. I mean, I some, you know, I, maybe they don't want them to feel bad about it. I don't know. But to me, that's just that's that's something else. That is something else. It's like, what is going on in the United States today? What is really going on? Because this doesn't make any type of sense. It really don't. It really don't. And then um, also in Indiana, uh, schools are desperate to stay open as staff. COVID cases hit record highs. School districts across Indiana are reporting the highest number of staff and student COVID-19 cases since the start of the pandemic, driven by the highly contagious Omicron variant. Now at least four of 11 county uh, uh, of 11 Marion County school districts are bucking under the weight of quarantines as staff staff absences force return to remote learning. School leaders have been determined this academic year to keep doors open because students face learning loss and mental health challenges due to extended remote classes. But even without COVID challenges, Indiana school districts have struggled with the national teacher and substitute shortage as more than 700 staff positions are vacant. Back in a moment with the world according to Bookie and that podcast. Stay with me. Oh, one day when the war is won. Sarah V, what your skin craves. Introducing Tostitos Strips and Creamy Avocado Salsa. Anyways, these strips have got to be the thickest chip yet. Perfect for dipping in this delicious salsa made with real avocados. They're good apart. But even better together. Say what? Mm. All right, pass me some of that green stuff. For shizzle. Martha, we talked about this. Tostitos. Get to the good stuff. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for coming back, everybody. I appreciate it. Thanks. All the rules and secrets you didn't know about Bachelor in Paradise. That show was a trip. I'll be watching that. I can't wait till they get, you know, the more mature bachelors and bachelorettes on there. Like I told y'all, it's going to be a trip. I hope it's going to be good. I hope I hope it's going to be good. I, I hope that they don't have a bunch of people up there all stuck up. I hope they have people, you know, no kind of like me, you know, and like you would be just normal people that's not trying to act like they all, you know, bougie and proper. I know they're going to have bougie and properness up there, but just like a mixture of people, you know, I think it's going to be, I think it'll be nice. 
It's going to be fun to see how ladies that are more mature that's been there and done that is going to react to certain things on Bachelors in Paradise. I don't know. I already told y'all it's probably going to be. Hopefully, it'll be really, 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 really good. And so, um, you know, again, all the rules and secrets that we didn't know, you didn't know, I didn't know about Bachelors in Paradise. Not quite Paradise. The cast of Bachelor in Paradise doesn't have the total freedom while filming the Bachelor spinoff series in Mexico. It's nowhere near as glamorous as people think it is. And uh, that's uh, someone had dished that during an appearance on Houston ABC affiliate after season one of Bachelor in Paradise in 2014. They said, when I was on The Bachelorette, it was in four countries in five days. You see all these magnificent aerial shots, but what people don't know is you're locked in these hotels. You're deprived from talking with your family or friends. You don't get to read the newspaper. You have no idea what's going on in the world around you, except for what they give you. And um, fellow season one contestant, Ashley Frazier, added that it was a well-produced show and it was, you know, Again, she reiterated on that and she said, let's just say that, that, you know, they know your weaknesses, they know your strengths and they know how to put those things together. And, you know, while Ashley uh, met now husband Jared filming Bachelor in Paradise, their relationship was rocky during their stints on season two and three, two and three. And the conditions were just as tough. I think everybody, where whenever they see us from the show, they're like, oh my God, how beautiful. Sunsets are incredible, but like the toilets are barely flushed. Now y'all know, y'all know better. Flush that toilet. That's just, cause don't nobody want to be coming up in there smelling no, no foul. I'm going to keep it fam. No foul smells anyway flush those toilets um but anyway she said they're barely flush and you share like one bathroom with eight dudes oh i can see why they barely flat uh, flush no disrespect to dudes because you know what it's some clean ones it's some ones that really take you know cleaning up and maintaining you know uh you know cleanliness and you know and then you have some that's just like whatever anyway so um you know, she added that, you know, there are, you know, those little crabs that be on the beach everywhere and no air conditioning. And that the couple also agree that while contestants often return for a second stunt on Bachelor in Paradise, round two can be even more difficult. They, She said that it's more difficult because when you go through it a couple of times and then you're removed from it to go back into that world, you're not as naive as you first were. It's just different experience. It's not any less real or anything like that. Uh, she also added that filming Bachelor in Paradise is less of a fantasy the second time. In addition to dealing with outdoor conditions, the series began enforcing two drink per hour limit and amid a... And they had to, you know, kind of cut those drinks down because there was like a, somebody... There was an um, allocation of somebody acting out inappropriately behaviorally inappropriate in the, you know, sexual way. So they had to get that, all of that investigated. And that was the rule for that. And they said that, um, so, um, you know, the, what did they say? They said that there was after that, you know, you know, things had got back on and then the bar was open again, you know, I guess once they got through that and, um, and they were saying, um, 
you know, right before that controversial season, um, they said in the mansion there were no rules and or, you know, bachelor and bachelorette contestants must pass a mental health assessment before their season. They have psychologists on board and it's their job to mentally assess you to see how you're going to react to situations. I have to admit they are very good at their jobs. Kaylin said in 2014, she, you know, and years later, you know, Dylan Barber confirmed that is that is still the case after fans asked if people go on the show for vacation. He wrote via Twitter, I think it's a mix. Um, absolute wild experience, but there's a chance you meet someone for real and you take the psych exam so you could be scientifically matched. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they should do that because just in, in nowadays they should. But um, I'm looking forward to it coming back on because it is really good. And whoever's producing it is doing an amazing job. And I'm pretty sure, you know, even with the no air condition, even with all the stuff that's going on, they, from what I've seen, it looks very, you know, comfortable. And at the end of the day, you know, for some people that, you know, that's, I'm trying to say this, that's for people that's younger and, you know, went on there. The more mature people, I would hope would, I think they're going to be different because you got people that's been in marriages, kids that got grown, they done been there and done that, been working pretty much all their lives, doing what they have to do all their lives, making it do what it do, and all this different kind of stuff. And then you going to put me on the island, you know, and you you out dating and you looking for your special boo, and you going to put me on the island after all these years of working, cooking, cleaning, taking care of these kids, raising these kids, going to school, going to work, and doing everything I need to do make, to make the year bright and the holidays bright and everything like that, and I'm on this island, and I ain't got to do all that? That's... I'm pretty sure to some mature women, it, that's going to be a vacation. Air condition or no air condition. I feel like this, baby, I can go out in that ocean. I can go take me a cold shower. I can go out in that ocean, sit up under me a shade tree. Go go to that bar, get me some ice water, you know, some 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 tea and relax and, and court and enjoy. And, you know, I... I think it'll be a little different because they are, you know, younger and they haven't been there and done like, like more mature people are. So I'm really looking forward to the regular Bachelor in Paradise and then the other one, Bachelor in Paradise. So uh, that um, hopefully, I don't know when they're going to do that. I'm hoping, you know, sometime, maybe this summer. I don't know how they're going to do that. But anyway, when they do it, I'm going to be ready for it and I'm going to be, I'm going to have my little, um, Light popcorn popped and my little ice water or my um unsweet tea, um, whatever diet drink I'ma be drinking. And um, yeah. I'ma be in enjoying that. I'm looking forward to it. Back in a moment with the world according to booking that podcast. Don't go nowhere. We throwing back Thursday. Quit playing. <laughs> Jake from State Farm. You couldn't find a standard that looked anything like me? Have you seen mine? It's like looking in a mirror, right? Now that one makes sense. Look, guys, I don't even have a stand-in. Of course you do. Hold on. Is that Drake? That's right. Drake from State Farm. Like, like a, a good, good neighbor. neighbor. Like, like a, a good neighbor. neighbor. Stand-ins don't have lines. Oh, okay. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for coming back. I really appreciate it, y'all. Anyway, uh, thanks for coming back. Again, shaking away those winter blues. I mean, there's so many, and you know, being from the Midwest, we have, you know, winters, sometimes harsh winters, sometimes sometimes mild winters. And for the past couple years, we've been having some, I would say, mild winters. They're not as harsh as they used to be. Back in the day, we would get blizzards and all of that stuff. But, you know, we still made the best of it. I always look forward to the next holiday and making that special and doing arts and crafts, you know, like for coming up as Valentine's Day. So it will be like making arts and crafts of Valentine's, decorating your house for Valentine's. And, you know, just getting your Valentine's parties together. I know, you know, for single people, which I thought was brilliant. Over the years, they came up with a Galentine's. And that's when the ladies get together with all their friends that are single. And they have this, you know, good, this huge, massive Valentine's parties. They may pull names and draw and get gifts anywhere from 5 to $20. Nothing expensive. You know, just something and exchange gifts like that and have a, and hang out together, you know, for Valentine's or do like a, um, a potluck or they'll go out to dinner. I thought that is fantastic. And now families have adopted that into their families. Uh, famine times. That's what we call it. And then we pull names and buy, you know, gifts for each other. Not expensive. You can be anywhere from a dollar to $20, but something fun for you to look forward to and to be busy working towards, you know, and enjoying. And, you know, once Val, pretty much it's just getting through the Christmas holidays after the Christmas holidays and Valentine's, because after that, it's pretty much, you know, the blues pretty much go away. Hopefully after Valentine's, because I hope everybody's looking forward, you know, to spring and what the spring brings, such as um, St. Patrick's Day and Easter and Memorial Day. See, that's the way I do it. And that's what get us through the winter, because, you know, after pretty much after Valentine's Day, 14 more days. Well, in 15 more days after that, it's March the 1st, 21 days later, spring. Hello you know, summer. So, you know, that's just the way of getting that I found, you know, helpful getting through. But if it gets to be something where you really down and you don't want to get out of bed, you don't want to work and you just feeling really bad, then you should talk to your healthcare professional or, you know, your family physician and get, um, uh, linked up with, uh, um, therapist, a psychiatrist or a mental health agency to, um, to help you. You know, so a referral from the doctor, you know, for that. And, you know, always having a therapy, getting therapy helps because there's nothing wrong with getting therapy. And actually, therapy is very, is more popular than people think. Now, maybe 10 years, 10, 15 years ago, people would be like, you know, those stigmas on mental illness. But now it's like, you, you don't have a therapist. I mean, that helps anybody, whether you're going through something or you're not. It just helps you to know, you know, give you life skill tools, just, just everything, you know, just to help, you know, you know, am I doing the right thing here? You know, it's, it's, it's so yeah, it's, it's really trendy and, um, pretty soon, you know, (laughs) I mean, it's really the new normal. I mean, especially if you're raising kids and you, especially during those teenage years when they going through, you know, whatever it is they going through the change of life going into their adulthood and stuff. Cause you know, teens, if you can remember being a teen, you went through a lot of different like mood swings and not mood swings, but 
you know, there was a lot of different things you went through for the first time as a teenager. And it might've been, you know, that helps with that. And it also helps the parent to, you know, get tools on how can I help my child better? Or it could be even be a family member or a parent, an aging parent. You know, what can, what can I do to help them more? You know, and it's just a wonderful thing to have. I know I wouldn't, I hadn't planned on going into all of that, but I'm just saying, you know, if you got your health and you have a roof over your head and you got, you know, things going for you, you are blessed because health is wealth. And then, you know, if you don't, then there's resources out there to help you to get on your feet so that you can take care of, manage yourself and take better care of yourself. But you have to be willing to do the work. We all do. You know, we can want things, but we have to be able to do the work. You know, you got to, you, you have to get out there and, you know, I don't have to go into that. But I just thought I would share that with y'all back in a moment with the World According to Bookie and Them podcast. Stay with me. I know I went in left field. Excuse me. Is music your life? Make it your career at the Los Angeles Recording School. Learn to produce your own songs, scores, soundtracks, and more. Master the same gear the pros use with hands-on training in our dub stages, Icon Studio, and the historic Ivar Theater. Our grads have worked with musical icons, including Bruno Mars, Katy Perry, Usher, and Beyonce. Be heard. It starts here at LARecordingSchool.com. The World According to Buki and Them podcast will be back in a moment. Stay with me, y'all. Dark in here. I need to get out. Just calm down. Calm down. The walls are closing in. I'm freaking out. Ugh, relax, yellow. Just take a deep breath. <sighs> Let's not do that again. At last, M&M's Mix. And that's going to do it for the world according to Buki and their podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening in. I appreciate y'all and everything you do. The world according to Buki and them podcast don't own any other rights to the music, the commercials, or some of the sayings. Y'all have a fantastic night, and thanks again, y'all.